Hello, everyone, and welcome to the preview podcast for the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, issue number 53. This week, we're going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse. That's actually not a bad apocalypse. That's probably the best one I've ever done. Um, the movie that has hit theaters this past week, we're going to be giving everyone a little bit of a chance to catch up, so you can listen to us talk about that on Thursday live at, what do you say, 10 p.m. this week? Yeah, I'd say 10. Yeah, 10. Live at 10 p.m. But today, for the preview podcast, and by the way, everyone, happy Memorial Day to all you. Hope everyone had a great long weekend. And now back to business. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite X-Men character. Now, it has to be an X-Man. It can't be a member of the Brotherhood or a mutant. A specific X-Man. Who is your favorite? We're going to start with Sergio tonight. Yeah. So me personally, I grew up on the very popular and uh, very cool X-Men cartoon growing up in the 90s, the 90s kid. And all the characters were, were so well done and so fleshed out. You got a feel for all of them. Each one had their own unique episodes. Each had their roles to play in, in the saga. And even some that you don't really like had some good roles. Like, I don't generally like Cyclops, but I understood he was the leader of the X-Men. He had some really good parts where he led them all to victory. He led them all into tragedy, but he he kept things moving. But uh, but back in the day, before it was shoved down everyone's throats because of marketing, my favorite character was Wolverine. I had Wolverine oh, sure. comics. I had Wolverine action figures. So it, it, it kind of like sucked to me that he was put in the forefront because Hollywood big wigs are like, oh, he's popular. Character, but I give him all the movies, put him in the foreground. He's the leader now. He's all this, that, and the other thing. And then now it's like, oh, I like him over, and he's like, well, yeah, because I mean, he's everything. But back in the day, I liked, uh, I liked his 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 beast mode, his animalistic. Uh, characteristics, you know, when he was going after someone, he would sniff them out. He was more, he was more feral. He was, he was less of a, of a refined thespian like, uh, like Hugh Jackman. You know, he was a loner. He wasn't really part of the group. You know, when, when I was, when I was coming up, he was an X Man, but at the same time, like if he needed to go do something on his own, like go fight Sabretooth in a Savage Land, and the X Men needed him, he's just like, uh, no, I'm going to go do that because that's my prerogative. That's a part of my. I that's what I need to do. I want to go. Yeah, and go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was so good. Like Scott would be like, "We need you to uh, go suck it, Summers," and <laughs> and he would just go off in his own and just present a barrage like in a in a Savage Land, and it will cut back to the X Men. Meanwhile, and like Omega Red is like attacking the mansion, and Cyclops is fighting him. Then, meanwhile, over in the Savage Land, he's fighting Sabretooth. Like that was what's so cool about him. He would get on his motorcycle and just go. He wasn't like part of the group. Did you, you know? say he was less of a thespian? Yeah, like, like, like an Hugh, actor. He's oh less yeah, of an yeah. Because because like the way the way Hugh Jackman portrays Wolverine, he's more of a human being than than a beast. And I and growing up, I saw Wolverine as more of a beast as a kid than I did uh, than than a person. You know, like I felt like yeah. he was a mutant. You know, he wasn't. No, I, I never. Yeah. I mean, I got a, more of a Hulk vibe off him. So he was just like he was a badass with the with the devil may care attitude. But mm. once he went into that berserker rage, which is what we saw in X two. Like that, just like primal. I am going to kill everyone. Yeah. Thing, like that's what I really saw. Where he was just kind of like a dude with a bit of an attitude, a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, and I thought Hugh Jackman did did a, a pretty good job at that. I never viewed it, and except for like uh, the the Joe Mad years and like the late '90s where he lost his nose and was wearing a bandana 
over his face. <laughs> oh, that shit. Remember yeah. that? Like that yeah. was like straight primal animalistic shit, but in a way that beast you would make even beast like cringe, right? Uh but that's interesting. I never I never got that take out of him except for yeah. noseless. Nose like noseless Mick Harry pants over there. <laughs> um Dave, what about you? So I wasn't gonna say Wolverine until Serge said it. Yeah. Um, I think everyone says Wolverine at first, but then you have to take a step. The, the question should have been, who's your favorite X Men besides Wolverine? But it's too late now. And and it sucks too because like it, <laughs> it's it's so unfair because like Wolverine is a lot of dudes like favorite character, sure. and because of that, they put him in the forefront. So now it's like overplayed. Everyone knows Wolverine, yeah. But like, I don't know. I felt like back in the day, he was more like I said, a mutant, you know, than a man. And I think I think uh, Hugh Jackman portrayed him more as a man than a mutant. I mean, if, again, that, if, that, if uh, that makes sense, it does. I mean, it does, but it's a, a degree to disagree situation for me, anyways. But I mean, like, it's kind of like asking who's your favorite Dragon Ball Z character. Like, it's usually Vegeta, is what most people like would say. Or Piccolo. I was gonna say King Kai. No, I was, yeah, I would say Piccolo. <laughs> I'm definitely Piccolo. It's usually Piccolo or Vegeta. Usually, <laughs> nah, King Kai all the way. Well, Kai. I mean, like, I'm always like <laughs> the reason why like I Wolverine's always my favorite was like especially when I moved here to, to here in Connecticut. We're like right by the woods, like in the wood area where we are. Sure. So you know, as a little kid, didn't have much friends. So I'd always be in the woods, yeah. you know, by myself walking around. So like when I first saw my first inclination of Wolverine was like the X Men. No, no, it was like before that. But when I finally got to see what Wolverine was with with the '90s cartoon, and he was a lot like myself as a little kid, just like very angry and just like in the woods, very hairy, you know. Oh sure, yeah. So I'm like this. This guy's like me. He's a lot. He's not like me. He likes. He like. Just, he's more of an animal than anything else. Because people used to call me like. An animal back in the day, believe it or not, when I was a little kid, mm. and not like adults, like other kids would call me like an animal. Yeah. So it's like it's a way I could relate, you know, something I was able to relate to. And as I grew older, like it's the reason why, as bad as it sounds, the reason why I smoke cigars now is because of Wolverine. It's the reason why, like, I try to work out as much as I can when I'm not being lazy. Is because of Wolverine. He was that monster, that machine, that yeah. weapon. He was a living. Breathing weapon. Anything about him being like the animal he was. No, he is without a shadow of a doubt a weapon, and that's exactly what he is. Yeah. And I just always loved. I just loved his power. The fact that he could like, especially when I was a little kid, I was like very always like sick all the time. So like, he was able to heal, and like he couldn't get he would get injured, but he would bounce back. He couldn't get sick. He wouldn't get fevers. You know what I mean? Like, so you were like, even more like Wolverine as a kid than you realized. Because in uh, Origins, the the comic book that showed Wolverine's origins, not the shitty movie, the actual <laughs> comic book. Um, as a kid, James Howlett was sick all the time. He actually w- couldn't really? leave his room because he was huh. so sick. Yeah, and then once he witnessed, I think it was his mother's death, or his father, or maybe it's both his his parents at the hands of the caretaker whose name was logan that the claws popped out and his mutant ability really kicked in i think he was around 13 or 14 at that point so it was no shit the trauma of seeing his family murdered in front of him that did it and the whole thing was and they never i don't think they ever really say it explicitly it's been a while since i've read it uh and by a while i mean like maybe 10 years um they hint based on my memory that the his mother had an affair with Logan, the groundskeeper. And like you should read it. It explains a lot. It explains his fascin- fascination with redheads. Um, 
because the girl who was tutoring him had this wild red hair, very similar to Jean Grey. It shows how he got the no word. No shit. Yeah, it shows where he picked up the word bub from. Um, it even shows, like, Logan, the groundskeeper, was, like, the spitting image of Wolverine as an adult. Like, just r- the hair, everything, right? Um, there's a character named Dog, who I can't remember if it was confirmed if that was Sabretooth or not. But it looked very, very close, to. So definitely read that. That was a great, great uh, run. I, don't, I think it was six issues. I could be wrong, though. But it was fucking awesome. But yeah, like, you know, that just kind of like triggered that for me. That was pretty cool. So you're even more like Wolverine than you realize. I guess so. Yeah, because I was like always sick when I was a little kid. Like, I think I spent like half the school year just at home sick nine nine times out of ten. Yeah. Now you just got to work on those bone claws. I know, right? Get to work. (laughs) How about you, Greg? Uh, I can't say Wolverine. I don't know. There's so many that are just great in their own right. I've actually got a newfound respect for Cyclops, especially after he's kind of become the leader of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in recent developments, based on what I've wow. seen anyways. What? Which That's is cool. interesting. So he sides more. So Professor X's golden boy sides more with Magneto now, which is a very interesting dynamic. I still fucking hate the guy, but it's very interesting that they're kind of doing that with the character. You know, he's stopped like, you know, idolizing Professor X as much as he has. And I mean, who could blame the guy, right? Like, Professor X is only responsible for Onslaught, who destroyed the Avengers, Fantastic Four, and, like, I can't remember who else. He's responsible for a lot of bad shit that went on because he's just too powerful and doesn't know how to control it. But I would have to say... I don't know. Like, I don't have a favorite anymore. Like, I feel like I'm so disconnected from the X-Men. And I'm hoping this, you know, these recent movies will bring me back in. Because back in high school, like, after X2 and that scene with Pyro where he's just launching fireballs at the cops and stuff like that. Like, that was badass. Like, that was... The X-Men movies used to be a reason to go see comic book movies. And I feel like recently with the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Deadpool, it's just kind of been like, eh... X-Men, I'll go see it because, like, I'm a nerd. But, like, in all honesty, if I woke up, like, Rip Van Winkle style and woke up, like, 10, 20 years after sleeping, I don't think the X-Men movies would be the first one I go to. You know what I mean? And it sucks, too, because, like, uh, let's say if you were a kid, you were Van Winkle until now, and, like, X-Men movies, what? X-Men movies, like live action movies are my favorite cartoon that I'm watching. Oh, yeah. And then you, and you see them and they're like nothing yeah. <laughs> like the cartoon, like the rad, like like badass and awesome cartoon you watch as a kid. You're like, wait, what the hell are these? These are the characters. Why Why is why is Mystique like a blonde haired girl? What is this? Yeah. Did you guys know? And you probably why did. Isn't he wearing, why is Wolverine not wearing yellow spandex? Yeah. What's this shit? Well, did you know that the only reason why the word bub got into the first X-Men movie is because Hugh Jackman went and read the comics and did like a character. Like he studied the character. Of course he did. And he slipped it in there. It wasn't a part of any original script. He was like, he said it. And that was a really like, you know, we're all waiting for it, right? It's like, what's he going to say bub? What's he going to say bub? What's he going to say bub? And it was like the last fight where he says it. Wow. It's just like, ah, yes, there it is. But that wasn't scripted. 
That makes he me had mad. to do that. Yeah. It makes me mad. It's like people in Hollywood were like, oh, no, we can totally cut that out of there. You know, it's not like it's a part of his character or anything like that. It's like, wait, no. what? Yeah, right. Well, that was like back in the day when like they were still like experimenting with shit. It's like all they needed was like the name of the, co- the name of the comic. And that's about it. And then they can kind of redo whatever. But like sure. now it's like with what, what Marvel has done, it's like they have to include like. Oh, sure. The stuff that makes the characters the characters. Well, they don't oh, yeah. have to. I mean, like, if they don't, they fail like Fantastic Four. But, you know, you it know, would behoove them to. I actually watched the original two Fantastic Four movies a couple days ago because they were just on. So I don't, I liked those. I don't think they were as bad as everyone Yeah, as compared were. to like the newest movie, they really kind of hold up and they almost, almost, especially with the way the characters look and their personalities. Mm-hmm. Sure. They almost fall in the same vein as like current Marvel movies. Like they're really like cheesy in a way and they have technology that doesn't exist whatsoever, but it's in the movie, so it's okay. You know what I mean? It's like it could fall within the same vein. Yeah, it's like it has its own little nuances that makes it weird, but it's it's a lot better than I remember it being. <laughs> and it was like flashy and like lots of like bright colors and like all the suits look like the suits from the Fantastic Four. Yeah, they're like, really trying to make it like like the comic. Um, I was uh, I was looking at this thing online where um, like the one of the writers on the the first Thor movie, he was asking, he was asking Marvel pretty much, oh, uh, Mirror, that's just kind of hard to say. Like, does that have to be the name of it? Can we rename it something else? Will we get a lot of flack if we don't name it that? And they were like, yeah. You'll get a lot of flack if you <laughs> That's don't. The keep, fucking name of the hammer. The name of the thing, and he was like, "Oh, okay, like we'll leave that in there." It's like, what? <laughs> like, if that's going on, then oh my god, a bunch of other things are definitely going on behind the scenes. But like, you oh wanted god, to yeah. rename Mjolnir because it was hard to. What? Are you serious? That's the name of the goddamn hammer of Thor, and you yeah, wanted to some, rename it because it was hard. Who are some, you? Some fucking people, man. They just need to like not be in charge of things. You know, seriously. Just need to be like you need to sit down and think about what you just said. Yeah, I was I was outraged. Like I was looking up a whole like a bunch of stuff on on Hollywood today, and I was just like, really, they want to do this and that and the other thing, you know? Just like you know, like I brought it before the director of the uh, <laughs> of the X Men Origins Wolverine movie. Um, you know, he's like, oh yeah, you know, the Deadpool has lasers that come out of his eyes. I hope we surprise you. I was like, "Why? You hope yeah. you surprise it? Like that still gets me mad because he looks so gleeful in that video. You can watch it on YouTube." Um, of him just that's saying, a, yeah. That's another one like I rewatched just, you know, because it was on. I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for something to load. Why not? And I didn't catch it the first time I watched it just because it was so horrible. But when I watched it again, when Deadpool does the whole like laser eye bullshit, like his eyes actually burn into the shape of like the mask oh, he's the, supposed to wear. Exactly. And I'm like, are you fucking see-? I never caught it the first time. Just it was so bad. I haven't watched really? the movie since. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's so apparent. And uh and in that same same YouTube video, you could see YouTube like director Deadpool talking about it. it was like a behind the scenes thing. And uh yeah, and they one of the, the special effects people pointed out like, Oh yeah, we we made that happen. So it's kind of like, you know, an homage to like the suit and everything like that. And I was like, what? You guys are doing all the wrong things. Yeah, the but lasers, it was that's what I'm things, talking about though. And then, like, like you blacken the eyes as an homage to the suit. And no homage to this just have the damn suit. But that's what I mean though. It was like so bad that when his eyes started charging up to do like the optic blast, I was like, I didn't even catch it just because of how bad it was. It was like, Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? He's gonna do the optic blast. Deadpool is gonna do optic blast. You cock knockers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes you just need to get to that guy, and he's just like, like his name is like Charlie Hollywood, right? 
And <laughs> Charlie like, Hollywood. He's like, yeah, that sounds great, but it's have to be named Mjolnir. And it's like, I don't know, fucking Charlie. Does your name have to be Charlie? Because you sound like a jackass. So how about your name is just jackass? <laughs> you know, it's just like they don't think about shit before they say it because it's their brains can't comprehend it or they can't pronounce it. So they assume everyone else can't pronounce it. And, and, and I assume, and I assume that. that's exactly what it was. They're like, well, this is a bit too complicated and convoluted. I mean, do we really have to, because we have to say it and put it in the script so many times because it's a Thor movie. So can we just, what if it's like this thing, you know? And I was just so dumbfounded that, uh, and that's also part of a YouTube clip. I'll send it to you guys later. And I was like, yeah. wow, that was even, that was, that was, that was a discussion they had while making the Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually words coming out of someone's mouth, renaming Thor's hammer. Wow. Oh. Uh, kind of going back though, I guess if I had to pick like a favorite, it's kind of a tie in all honesty. Um Gambit is was has always been kind of one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Especially as a kid growing up where I had zero skills with any women whatsoever. <laughs> I would just watch and I'd be like, How are you what? That doesn't that's that. What? what I mean. And especially reading like the Ultimate X Men run, which I've told you guys at length about, it was really the coolest like couple of issues that I've ever read. Where in Ultimate X Men, there is a very long stretch where they didn't even mention Gambit, like he wasn't a thing. And when they brought him in, it was Professor X was using Cerebro and looking for mutants, and he kind of like watches a couple days in the life of Gambit, hmm. and he's homeless. What he does is he does card tricks on the street and he manipulates the cards using his little explosive ability to woo women who are well off so that he can sleep with them and then shower and eat at their expense and then leave the next morning like that's how he had survived there's a guy who does that in new york apparently that's just like the coolest (laughs) fucking thing in the world like especially when i was a young impressionable young man um but was it so like he'd like, you know, be like, pick a card and make sure they picked the so it was a little bit of sleight of hand too. made yeah. sure they picked the ace of hearts. Right. And they'd be like, oh, my God, I got the ace of hearts. And then he's like, all right, put it back in here. And he would see what it is. He'd put a little charge on it and then he'd throw all the cards up in the air and use just enough charge to dissolve everything around the heart. So like only the heart from the ace of hearts would be left of that card and it would fall into their hands. And the panel is she looks at him. He looks at her. He has a smirk on his face. Cut to next morning, getting out of the shower. Instant moist. Yes. <laughs> so what this whole story was is this little girl sees him doing this. She must be like maybe between seven and nine years old. Her parents died and she viewed this as magic. So she's like, you're magic. You can bring my parents back from the dead. And he's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't. And it turns out. What's that? It's a supercharged skeleton that'll blow up. Yeah, right. So it turns out that, like, you know, her parents or something was involved with the mob. So he he ends up watching over her for a while, and they kidnap her. They get her back. And it leads to my favorite scene, which we had a debate about, and I told you guys about on many a podcast, where he grabs the guy's jaw and sets it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the or one of the, the, I would say, the boss fight, the ending fight for that arc, which was fucking awesome. Uh, my other favorite, and I don't have a reason why, but I remember um, in the late 90s really liking how he was drawn was Cannonball. Like, I really liked 
his character and like how he was illustrated, especially by Joe Mad. Mm-hmm. And I just like the idea of like propelling yourself at rocket like speeds and surviving. Like it was pretty nuts. And he had a really good arc going on in the during those runs where like his dad was like anti mutant or something like that. I don't I don't really remember too much, but it, I just always like aesthetically liked the look of his power and the idea of it too. But mostly Gambit, I would guess you would say. In case you, if, if he's listening, would just be like, ah, oh, Gambit, fucking Gambit, because his favorite's Rogue, I feel like. Ah, uh, dude, like, and Rogue, really? And Rogue <laughs> was so awesome, like, in, in, in the cartoon growing up, because, like, and it's so bad that, that she's nerfed. I mean, you got Anna Paquin, she's got, you know, like, the, the, the life-sucking ability, but she's got no super strength or flying ability. It's like, why, yeah. why can't you put that in the, in the movies? That, that would be awesome. But doesn't she get that from, like, Miss Marvel, though? Yeah, she, like, got, she, got, she gets that from Miss Marvel, which they can't use. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing because they got it from she got it from someone else, so they could sort of do it. Yeah, but they have to introduce like that character, and then she can only get those powers maybe in like part two or three. You know what I mean? It's like well, they couldn't even use that character; they don't have the rights. I was gonna say, but or, I'm saying or, they could do it with like, some pull, other like, character, or they could pull yeah. like what what Supergirl does is like just like mention Superman without even showing Superman, but not but they say, could, they, they but couldn't not even say, mention. Yeah, I'm saying well, like to, not even say Superman. You know. No, no, but they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even allude to resembling anything because Marvel has that. And you know the way Fox is being with X-Men right now, Marvel oh, would be God. like, fuck you. <laughs> I have an idea. How about you let us use the X-Men and then you can reference fucking Captain Marvel all or Miss Marvel all you want. Yeah, the world is so crazy. They, they they need to relinquish all the rights because, like, look what they did with Spider-Man. I mean, uh, it's just like yeah. somebody in agreed. 15 minutes. In Seriously. 15 minutes, they with Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, mean, I mean, everyone knows it. They even know it. They're just not going to do it because at this point, they're just greed, money. At yeah. the, at yeah. the, I mean, as much as I do like Brian Singer's run of X Men because he does a pretty good job of it. I mean, yeah, there's some parts that are kind of weird, you yeah. know that. Sure. He did use creative license with. I would like to see what Marvel would do if they got back their property. You know, I would even say like respect what Brian Singer did and leave that kind of in continuity and then just like approve upon it. You know, you could do that because right. they've already they've you already know. rebooted it recently and i know that spider-man got rebooted everyone's accepting that too but like you know i i just feel like if you're gonna reboot it and recast everything again then especially with like all the references and you know this whole it's only been what five years maybe less since uh james mcavoy's been professor x yeah if that that first class was like five years ago give or take yeah, i don't know like i i would like to see them just take what, the, what was given to it and run with it and you know fix things as you go that's what they do in comics anyways just fix it as you go. <laughs> it's fine. I think if I had to pick a second favorite X-Men, it would have to be... Because they, they always work tandem anyway. Colossus. Uh, especially after Deadpool. I yes, really like how he was... Yeah. Like, I really liked how he was handled in Deadpool. But one thing they didn't show... Like, they've only showed very sparingly in, like, any X-Men movies. Like, X-Men 2 especially. Hmm. Um, I don't remember if it was, like, an X3. But the fact that, like, Colossus was, like, an illustrator... Yeah, yeah, they yeah they worked that into X X three. I think X two they worked that into as well. It, but but briefly, briefly, briefly it was like a quick yeah. drawing he does. But it's yeah. like that's what I always liked about Colossus that he could draw, and I'm like, sure, that's like me. I can draw sometimes, and the fact that he can make himself like indestructible and do all that crazy shit, and he was just like the ultimate goody goody guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. like I always like loved him a lot too. Yeah, the, uh, he was treated really well during uh, Joss Whedon's run of X Men. And that was a fantastic run too. Like it was, it was just Joss Whedon without any 
interruptions and he didn't really no i don't think he had a lot of uh changes made or any edit, editor breathing down his neck and it was really fucking cool that's he brought him back to life at glosses had been dead at that point for quite some time really yeah huh. and then he brought him back to life uh, kitty pride found him it's great so can magneto affect colossus or no I don't know, because it's technically metal, but it's an organic metal. So I don't know. Right. So I've always wondered that. Like, I've never I've, I've never, never looked it. into a comic to see where he can actually, like, pick him up and fuck with him when he becomes the armor. Yeah, I don't know. I, Wolverine, we know for sure. That's happened multiple times. He's, he's even ripped the adamantium out of Wolverine. Yep. House of M. I Through remember that. Pores. House of M. And Jean Grey had to hold him together so he didn't, like, rip apart. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But I don't know about Colossus. Not that I'm aware of that it's ever happened. You figure it would. Or even with like Juggernaut. I've never seen him like manipulate Juggernaut. Oh, that's right. And he's he just would, got metal ju- all over him. But doesn't ju- him and Juggernaut work together anyway? To yeah, agree, but I no? feel like you wouldn't even need to like work with him. You're just like, I'm throwing you at people and you're going to fucking deal with it. <laughs> but I wonder if like the the Sitter, uh, Satorak gem would like counteract that because he is unstoppable that's true he might be able to pick him up but he can still somehow do whatever he has to do here's a query for <laughs> you so juggernaut runs really fast at the blob who wins the unstoppable or the you unmovable know, my bro and this is why like i love like having these conversations because like my brother and i used to have that conversation like for years yeah. years because it's the unstoppable object that hits the unmovable object like what happens the blob doesn't move Juggernaut won't stop. And he always theorized, and this is like very recently too, like at least until we're like in our late 20s, mm-hmm. that it would almost be like a nuclear bomb going off because it's like two equal forces hitting each other. Yeah. Not one's going to stop. So something has to like give. So it doesn't mean an explosion, like a nuclear bomb or a rip like the space time continuum or yeah. something when these two like assholes like smack into each other. I know exactly what happens. So Blob is standing there, right? And he's just like, come get some. And then Juggernaut's like, I'm going to run through you, punk. And then they the run starts to happen, and it starts going to slow motion, and then freeze frame, cut the next episode, and they never reference it ever again. That's how it would be handled. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if he runs right through the Blob? Because technically the Blob doesn't move. And he could run through him, and Blob would be okay. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, that that I don't be know. true. These what? things we need answers to, Marvel. We fucking need answers. All right, Serge, take us home. We're we're rambling. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for the preview episode of the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Tune in this week, Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on twitchtv Funky. and then uh, check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud for our previous episodes. We do a themed episode each one. Uh, there's flavor. For everybody, we've talked about past movies, comic books, TV shows, etc. This week coming up, we're talking about X-Men Apocalypse, so stay tuned for that. Until next time, everyone, we'll see you later.